0: Hi, and welcome to this special edition of the Engaging Missions show. We provide ways for you to hear a message, make a connection, and take action. I'd also like to say a special welcome to Beau Rachel, who recently liked our Facebook page, and also John, who recently subscribed to the email newsletter. If you'd like to connect on Facebook, you can do that at facebook.com slash engagingmissions. And if you'd like to subscribe to the email newsletter, that would be at engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. We'll send weekly encouragement to your inbox. This week, we're going to be talking about transition, reflection, planning, and perspective, as you might suspect. We'll also be hearing about challenges and breakthroughs. We'll have some funny memories, some resolutions and goals, and we'll talk a little bit about prayer. We're going to have several guests this week. All of them are joining us to share from their perspective and their experience. I was able to connect with each of them separately, and we're just going to kind of stitch this together as a special episode as we bring in the new year. Before I do the introductions, though, I also want to do a little bit of a conversation rewind because Gina Thomas uh, shared on Twitter that she really enjoyed something that Esteban Ceballos shared in his episode. She mentioned that she really uh, enjoyed or liked the reminder of breaking the knees of sheep that went astray. This was a reminder that God will do what it takes to keep us with him. If you'd like to hear that episode, you can do that by visiting engagingmissions.com slash Esteban Ceballos. And with that, we're going to head in and uh, begin introducing our guests. All right, we have with us Tony Hedrick. He's with ACCI. He's an artist, a storyteller, and a missionary. And he has a really interesting story to share with us about a significant challenge that happened around New Year's and then what God did in that time.
1: Well, you know, I I kind of, uh, uh, you know, I've always lived kind of a, my wife and I have lived a risky life. I've been a businessman and and I packed in my business to become a pastor and plant churches, packed in being a pastor with a salary to go teach in a Bible college at a half the salary, and then packed in my position teaching at a Bible college to go come become a missionary at zero salary. So we have always lived kind of on the edge. And I remember years ago, God seemed to be moving me to go and reach the remote communities in uh, Quebec and Ontario. Now, these communities were up, <clears throat> excuse me, among the Native American people, the North American Indians, the mm-hmm. Aboriginal First Nations, there's all sorts of titles. And so we would go up there where it was, the, the only way you could have a meeting was to bring a tent. So I bought this great big tent that seated 250 people and got this Winnebago and and so I went to the bank and I said, look, I can't afford a Winnebago, uh, not by the month, but I can pay maybe annually, uh, buy it, you know, with one of those notes, you know, uh, annual notes. And so the banker was very favorable and says, okay, I'll let you do that. So I went through the whole year and it came Christmas time. And I said to Jeannie, I said, oh man, I said, I got to pay $1,100 in a few days to the bank for that Winnebago. And I, I don't have, I've been putting money away, but- I just don't quite have enough. I've got seven hundred dollars and something, and I said I can't make it. I don't think um, so. We're going to have to have a very lean Christmas. We did. We had, you know. I remember we still have the gift that I bought that year for us, which was just a simple framed Bible verse that we have on the wall still. But I said I I just don't think I can do it. So. I went on and I began to really fret because I knew on January 2nd in the morning, I needed to go over to that bank and give them the whole 1100 and some dollars. And, and then New Year's Day went by. I didn't expect much to happen on New Year's Day, but New Year's night, uh, about 1130 at night, I was already in bed and it was snowing. We were living in Ontario, Canada, and it was snowing and icy. And there was a loud, loud knock at the door. So I went down the stairs and went to the door opened up and there was a guy named Bill, Bill Seabrook. He was a bus driver and Mm -hmm. he lived 21 miles away over in Spencerville. And he had driven on that ice. Can you imagine, Brian, on that ice? He had (laughs) driven at 11 at night to my house. And uh, I said, Bill, I said, why are you here? He said, well, he said, you know, I've made it a point for the last several months of getting up super early before I go to my job and drive bus and Praying, but I've been waiting to hear from God. I've been trying to see if God's telling me something, and today I finally got something. He said, "I felt like I need to come over and bring you a check." And I said, "Really?" Because I had Brian, I had taken a box and I'd put put money in this box with the bill, and Mm -hmm. I'd written off. You know how you do? I'd kind of written off every time I added money to it, written off so I knew what the balance was all the time. Mm -hmm. So he said to me, he says. Here's what I want to know. He says, I felt like the Lord said to give you $420. And so the reason I come over here <laughs> is I wanted, I want to check and see why $421 or $420. I said, well, Bill, I said, come on with me. I was tickled. Now, you got to imagine. I was laughing and since I ran up the stairs and opened the bottom drawer of our dresser. And I pulled out this box. And I said, you see this, Bill? You see this? And so I, I took the money and I showed him what money I had in there. And I showed him the bill. It was $421 and 23 (laughs) cents. That was what it's the bottom. That's what I owed. And I said, Bill, Hmm. I have to pay this in the morning or they're going to repossess my Winnebago. (laughs) I said, you have come in the nick of time. And, you know, I thought a little bit then about, you know, Daniel, the lion's den and uh, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego and even Jesus, you know, he wasn't he wasn't delivered before the cross, he was delivered out of the tomb.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: Daniel was delivered out of the lion's mouth. And in uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were delivered out of the fiery furnace. So sometimes God gets us at this place uh, where we really, I guess, I guess this creates for us experience and experience cre- creates hope in us. We, we begin to have more confidence in God when he does things like this. But if we don't live risky lives, if we live safe lives, uh, our motto, in fact, for ACCI is uh, boats are safe in the harbor, that, but that's not what boats are for. Right. And uh, even as Christians who live safe lives, church folks here in America, they don't get to experience what it's like to be out on a limb and have Jesus call your name. And uh, God knows who we are, and he knows when we risk ourselves and when we get out on that limb and we have nothing to support ourselves, we might end up being made fool of, and we're willing to risk that. Then I think that's when he comes through, and then we have a different perspective on God's ability to deliver us out of the mouth of the lion. So it was a great growing experience for us, and uh, we had more confidence in God after that. So that's how I remember on on new year's day that new year's season i always go back to that thought and that now that was 25 30 years ago and that thought is still that story is still in my mind and heart because it impacted me so great
0: next up we have ann heinrichs she's also with acci and she's going to share a little bit about perspective and also one of the things that's the most important as she enters the new year
2: you know, for me, the new year is always a transition of both reflection of this past year and a desire to have a Christ-centered, forward thinking in the year ahead. So I know this may be a simplistic answer regarding my hope for the new year, but You know, as I get older and older, what sinks in deeper and deeper into my heart is the reality of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love for mankind, and the reality of how it's becoming harder and harder in so many places in the world to share this love with the amount of confusion and influence that is surrounding people every day. My prayer is that God would continue to peel back those distractions. And those deceptions and the blindness in people's hearts and that he'd fill us with his spirit-led strength to walk courageously forward at any cost as we continue to point others to christ's love and that would be um and also being a support to one another in the body of christ in every step toward him agreeing together that jesus indeed is our only hope
0: next up we have brian hogan he was a missionary to Mongolia. He's the author of the book, There's a Sheep in My Bathtub, as well as a couple of other things. And he's got some amazing stories to talk about traditions and some of the things that have been going on in his family.
3: Thinking of New Year's brings up funny memories for me because our family has always valued tradition, but never been good at it. <laughs> so we try to start traditions <laughs> and they last for at the most two years or something (laughs) about them because we we're just not the kind of people who do the same thing over and over and over. I think the only constant in our lives has been change and Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) So one year I said, look, we, we need to come up. We were living on the coast in Northern California. And I said, we should come up with a tradition that we do every year to mark the new year and so the kids, said, oh, that's a great idea. Everybody was thinking it was a great idea. And so I came up with the idea of running and plunging into the ocean <laughs> to, to mark the new year. And so we actually drove out as a family. It was only a mile away, but we drove out to the Pacific. And this is in the very north of California, uh, just south of Oregon by 60 miles and ran out into the incredibly cold ocean together in our bathing suits and, um, kind of the polar bear dip and came out and wrapped in towels and laughed about it and went home and had cocoa. And that's going to be our tradition. (laughs) (laughs) We did it one more time and then never again, (laughs) they still joke about this tradition that was not. And it seems like we've had a number of things like that over the years, but, um, uh, when I when I think of New Year's, I haven't also, I haven't been a, a big one for resolutions. I think uh, New Year's for me, this is kind of strange, but in, in Mongolia, we got there right as a, it was coming out of communism. Communism had fallen and the communists had made New Year's into the communist Christmas because obviously they were godless. They didn't want to highlight Christmas. And so in Mongolia... They had trees with stars on the top. Okay, they were communist stars, these red stars. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it was for Shinjil, which means New Year's. And they would celebrate that on December 31st and January 1st. And there'd be all sorts of festivities associated with the New Year's. And so actually, at New Year's, I'm usually thinking of my Mongolian friends. And um, also other communities in Asia that make a big deal out out of New Year's. And uh, we have a lot of workers that are over there. And I'm always uh, very much aware of our church planners in Asia that, that we're serving and that we're uh, coaching. Because I know that New Year's is, is something that they're observing um, because there's no way around it, <laughs> if nothing else. Everybody else is. You're in the middle of millions or billions of people who are making a big deal out of New Year's. And so I think about them at that time.
0: And finally, we have Brian Thompson bringing us greetings from across the ocean. I'm really excited to share this with you, and I think you're really going to enjoy it as well. Happy New Year to you from Ireland.
4: My name is Brian Thompson, Story for All founder and director, Story for All podcast, also the director for Simply the Story and the God Story project in Europe, and I would love to send you New Year's greetings from my family and also to my family who are spread in the nations with Ali out there in Wyam, Perth in Australia. Happy New Year to you, Ali, and also others of my family who are here with me in Ireland at this time. As we begin a new year, there is always something of a little bit of a hope and a newness and a freshness that seems to be there. Some of us make resolutions and soon after seem to scrap them or break them or whatever we do. But there's always something special about the the new year. I don't know what it is. It gives us a chance to press in and seek God. And some of us have some traditions. Actually, we have almost more of a tradition, my wife and I. Uh, since we met way back in the 80s, where we would get together uh, and pray in the new year. Many times when uh, God gives us the opportunity, which is usually every year and has been every year, we've been together uh, in the same place geographically. With my job, that is not always possible. But it is very special for us and very meaningful for us. We spend just a few minutes before the actual clock whatever it does at midnight and uh, we just give thanks. We look back over the year, we look back and we specifically choose to give thanks for those things that we've seen God do, the things that have changed because of His grace, His mercy, His power, His answers to prayer. We give thanks for those things. And then we uh, pray in the new year as the, as the time as the clock is striking, We would generally pray for the new year. And as we do it, we do it around breaking bread and sharing the cup. Something Jesus told us to do to remember his death. And until his coming. And this is something we have used as a couple. And as various members of our family have been with us or been able to, we've also allowed them to share with us. And some teams that I've led in the past also, we've done the same thing, offered it to them as a way of seeing in the new year. And to be honest, I love it more than those more celebration-type events that, that uh, tend to be out there, nothing wrong with them, that is no aside about that, but essentially something that is very special for us is just taking time to be quiet at that moment and to reflect and really to cast the new year into the Lord's hands and to cast ourselves upon him, knowing it's only by his grace and only by his power and strength that we will be able to make the new year count in his kingdom, and in our, in our lives. And I just uh, wanted to share that with you. Perhaps it'll be of encouragement to someone listening to this. And uh, just to remember to tell the story. That's one of the things that has been deeply touching my life in this last number of years, is the power of telling God's story as it is in the Bible. So many people out there have been preached at. So many people out there have not been listened to. And have never actually really heard the story as it is in the Bible, the story that God gave us in his love letter of uh, forgiveness, a new life, and all that comes to us through the death and resurrection of Jesus. This is something that uh, people don't know about, not just that story focused on Jesus himself, but the one that leads up to it, the big picture, the story that starts with creation and takes us to the place where we discover the need for redemption because we fell in the garden, that disobedience that led us to so many problems that we have had and born onto this globe called the earth. This is something that uh, Jesus has come to change uh, through his death and resurrection and something that for us is so important to communicate, but yet we don't get to do that about Jesus. People don't understand his uniqueness unless they've heard the story from the beginning. My encouragement to you at this time of year is just to take time to pause, give thanks, for what has passed in the year that's gone, even if it was difficult, even if it has meant some earth-shattering and shaking news, or if it's been one of the blessed, most blessed years of your life, still to just pause, get silent before God, recognize who He is, give Him thanks for all that has happened, actually naming out and saying to Him that, that long list of things that He did, either in answer to prayer or specifically That he did because he was God and he's amazing and he is such an incredible person and lover of our souls. And also, taking a moment to pray for the new year and praying for those things that are before us that we know about and also those things that we can't possibly know about that are coming up in 2017. These are some of the things that we need to lift before the Lord. And I think and I encourage you that you would take this time to just be still give thanks and commit the new year into his hands and i'm sure that as you put your hand into the hand of the creator that you will see him do marvelous stuff in and through your life this year and that's my prayer for anyone hearing this happy new year to you and
0: god bless you in 2017 I'd like to say thanks to all of our guests for being with us today. I really appreciate that they took the time to do this. I'd also like to thank you for joining us and for listening all the way to the end. The show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash year 16 That's new year and then the number 16. You'll definitely want to check those out. It's a great way to connect with our guests and also to begin taking action on what you've heard. Then make sure that you come back next week, because we're going to be hearing from Mark Brink. And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I've been talking about the opportunity that we're going to have that's connected to what he's doing. I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information about that. I'm just going to ask you to come back and connect. We're going to hear a lot about how the church is reaching the Muslims by... The, the Church Global is reaching Muslims and how Mark and the ministry he's involved in is equipping them. And we're also going to hear about how we can partner with them. I would ask you to continue praying about how and how much you might be involved in helping support that ministry. This is something that we're going to be doing to support them. Not something we're doing to support me, not something that we're doing for bragging rights, but something that we're doing to invest in the kingdom and in a ministry that's, that's really bearing fruit. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that, Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's where you can subscribe using your favorite podcast app. You can also subscribe to our email newsletter. And if you enjoyed this or you know somebody who would benefit from it, please help us spread the word. Your recommendation can help people connect with the resources they need to be equipped, inspired, and challenged. And again, make sure that you come back next week when we're going to be hearing from Mark Brink. I think you're really going to enjoy what he has to share.